0: You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshall Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, welcome! This is the Author's Leverage, and I get the privilege and pleasure of interviewing amazing thought leaders and authors who come on and share the expertise not only on their successes in writing a book, but even more so with the amazing things that they're doing now and how they're leveraging their life's work in the form of books, in the form of other experiences. So I'm Parshel Tashim, the owner of the Author's Leverage, and today I'm joined with Nikki Green, and we're talking about how in the future we're all entrepreneurs. So this conversation is definitely going to be geared towards her thought leadership um, and her new book that's coming out called The Chameleon Mindset. Um, We're actually partnered on that uh, together. So I'm excited just to share and just have a conversation with Nikki about all the amazing things that she's doing and how you can support, how you can be part of her mission and her community as it's growing. So let me introduce Nikki and then I'll bring her right on. So Nikki Green left the tech world to inspire the next generation to do things differently. She partners with graduating college students to create a syllabus for life designed to help them pursue their passions rather than just a paycheck. Through her book, I Laugh in the Face of Danger and her weekly podcast, Stand Up and Stand Out, she coaches the chameleon mindset, teaching her audience how to adapt to their ever-changing environment. So let's welcome, welcome, welcome to the po- to the podcast here officially, the Nikki Green. Hey, Nikki. Hey.
1: Hi, it's so great to see you again.
0: <laughs> yes, like we just literally talked this morning, everyone, so we're we're all caught up. But I, can't,
1: I can't get enough of you, so we'll just keep it going.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, you know, this this topic, as soon as you uh, shared it, saying that in the future, we're all entrepreneurs, like that is so, it's such a powerful statement. And it really speaks to, I think, the future of how we're developing as leaders, as people and all the nine. So t- tell us a little bit just to give context. Why did you leave the tech space and, you know, ventured into this world of coaching?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. As soon as I learned the word, probably in about I don't know fourth grade, I was like, "Yes, be my own boss!" Nailed it. Let's do that. I was pretty bossy as a kid, and probably still so now. But I, I knew I wanted to lead. I knew I wanted to do you know my own thing. But somewhere between sort of that you know ten, eleven year old girl and graduating university a decade later all these fears started piling up and bills and understanding just kind of all the risks that was happening in the world. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just do the thing and get a corporate job like everybody else because I need health insurance, right? Like that's what everybody tells you when you you first go to find a job is like, forget what the pay is and all that. The most important thing is health insurance. And at the time I did have some health issues. So it was a critical decision factor, but you know, 20 years later working in corporate and it just burned me out over and over again. And I just finally said during the, pandemic, like many people, it's time to get out and do my own thing.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. And good for you. I mean, that was a big change for your for you. I'm sure and taking that leap. And uh, yeah, like that couldn't have been easy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I definitely had, you know, that roller coaster that many people have when they're starting a business is, um, or even just changing jobs or having any kind of milestone, cha- milestone changes in their life is you you have this high of like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then you go, oh, no, you're on the downside. I'm doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was I you thinking?
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's so tough. And so you really need a support system around you of family and friends and other entrepreneurs that are doing something similar and putting themselves out there, especially because in my corporate job, it was very easy clock in, clock out, you know, just stay there and mm-hmm. put in the hours here. I really have to invent myself every single day and making sure I'm putting the best quality content out there for, you know, the people in my community. So
0: Absolutely. And how do like, so when we look forward, how do you define entrepreneurship? is when from when you learned it in the fourth grade to now do you feel like it's different or do you feel like it's the same
1: No, it's definitely different. So I was very uh, privileged when I was in Silicon Valley and I got to be an entrepreneur. And so basically what that does is allows you to have sort of a research and development department, um, a a ring-fenced team of people that work with you to build out a product or a concept or an idea. Mm. And I did that a couple of different times in different Fortune 500 companies. And so you get sort of the upside of being an entrepreneur, of always putting yourself out there without the downside risk because you're using the other people people's money in order to pay the bills and, and bring in the talent. Um, mm. But it, mm. it just fed that energy for me. And that's where I see the future going. Um, you know, we started with going from pensions to 401k and giving people the freedom that they didn't have to stay with one employer their whole career. They could now take their retirement with them because that was something mm. that left them in jobs they probably weren't too happy with 100% of the time. And so now more of those things are starting to democratize that we have our own ownership of them. And I think it'll continue to make us entrepreneurs, whether we truly own our own business or whether we're just taking control of our career in a different way, even though we may be employed by somebody else.
0: Yeah. What I hear in in which you coach about is really the mindset. You're not just an employee, but someone who's actually taking part in actually creating what's going to be developed or a staple part of that, that company or business or organization.
1: Exactly. And the more we, we get to own our own intellectual property, we feel more invested in what we're doing. So many times people had jobs where we're just sort of passively, you know, in the job and we're being told what to do, but now we're in what's called the knowledge-based economy. And most jobs are based on our mind. It's based on us thinking, creating, and building Mm -hmm. things. And so that, no one can take away from us. That will always be ours, and we can take it to the next job, our own business um, and so the mindset has to be in that right way that you think of things in that in that term so. <laughs>
0: hmm. and and when we look at the especially with who you coach and you mentioned coaching specifically, you know college graduating um, you know first time employer employees or um, those that are younger on the workforce why why did you choose to focus your you know, your energy and what you're developing right now towards that particular group?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I I just, I love working with young people. I also am a part of a number of nonprofits. So I'm always trying to give back in in that way. Um, But I heard someone give a speech and they called themselves a geriatric millennial. And so I said, no, I think I'm, I'm actually a I'm a juvenile Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) Is feeling that energy of youth, right, and and really Mm. staying young at heart, no matter what's really going on in life. Um, So for me, it's always been fun, but it was also a time in my life where I was challenged. In my twenties, as I was graduating university, I had a vision of what I wanted to be, and my support system really told me that wasn't, you know, the right thing I should be doing. Right, all the Mm. should. (laughs) <laughs> we get told in our <laughs> life
0: <laughs> yes all the shitting you know it's 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 crazy just like you know especially if you're becoming an adult or understanding what it means to adult right and be uh, you know it's this thing of adulting which i feel like i'm still learning uh but how like what are some of the the main uh you know i should say pillars or things that you Really get excited to share, uh, with, with this particular age range. Cause it's funny. It also applies to all of us, but this is about change and transition. But, um, what are some of those, those big like aha moments that you're able to share?
1: yeah um i like to say i'm a creative adaptability expert um, so there's three pillars in creative adaptability one is cognitive what we're thinking of how to solve problems which is usually what we do when we're at work our behavior how we act when we're doing things a lot of that has to do with our self-care and how we're setting boundaries um, and then emotional so how we're reacting either reacting or actually you know interacting with others and a lot of times we compartmentalize those three different things Things, either at home or at the office and what I talk about with creative adaptability is the importance of leveraging all three of those things together basically your conscious your unconscious and your physical manifestation of, of what you're doing every day and by doing those three things together you're gonna come up with creative solutions for problems that probably no one ever thought of before because you have a unique experience in your life
0: <laughs> Wow it's it's giving a different perspective you're seeing, whatever's ahead from very different angles that are important to consider.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because everyone has had such a unique experience. You know, we have our different um you know groups that we belong into. We have our inner circle that that guide us, but no one person has had exactly our experience. And it's important we continue to leverage that for building the path that's right for us. Um, everyone can help and they can give us guidance from what their perspective is no one is us. And so that's the way you leap forward is by really leaning into who you truly are.
0: That's so key because it's better to do that in terms of, you know, building a life around how you naturally are and who you are, as opposed to cutting off pieces of yourself or needing to change aspects about who you naturally are in order to fit a box. Like I've experienced that myself in, in entrepreneurship where initially I had the mindset that I need to change things about myself fundamentally, or I should say around my personality, who I am in order to be successful, in order to have a thriving business. And what I'm finding now is that I'm actually, I can build this around how I naturally am. It's another way of approaching it. So it's, you're, you're putting things on as opposed to trying to remove aspects of yourself.
1: Yeah. Early in my career, people told me I wasn't approachable. <laughs> they, they told me that, you know, it's hard to get to know me, that I seemed really mm. distant. And people who know me now find that, you know, incredibly difficult to believe, right? Um, it's, it's important that you start to get that true nature and, and marry those two together. I hid a lot of my emotional basis. I had a lot of trauma from, you know, previous things in my life. Um, and mm-hmm. so I was just very cognitive at work, just very down to business and that made people not know me and not necessarily like me. I seemed kind of rude or like just distant. And so as I started to really get more comfortable with myself and letting people know me, then my career grew in leaps and bounds and you know new opportunities opened up that never would have been possible without doing it that way. Hmm. So
0: hmm. how and how important is self-awareness of this type of journey and what you're teaching?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and even for me, and I really try to show and be vulnerable through my own journey that's happening now, because it's not like everybody has it all figured out as they're going. It's through each challenge that you find the next step. And you have to really let yourself relax and let things happen to you and get comfortable being uncomfortable which is a very difficult thing for us to do especially as you start getting more you know a little bit older you start making more money and all of those things kind of root you um but they kind of keep you also from getting to where you need to be
0: so absolutely um and and looking ahead too because i know that you have this amazing book coming out called the chameleon mindset Talk a little bit about uh, in particular, like when I look ahead, because i've I've seen I've seen your work, I've experienced you, we've been in person, uh, all the things. And I can only imagine the excitement around what you're building for this generation when you look ahead into the future. So, uh, if you were to paint a picture of the future and um, what you would be excited to see come about, especially with this generation in the future, like what does the future look like going forward to you know have uh, more people who have sort of this chameleon mindset.
1: Yeah, I I think the importance of adaptability cannot be understated. Change is happening. It's it's not just like you know, every once in a while, you know, something change is going to happen to your life. It's literally the Uber in your driveway about to take you for a ride. So you need to know where you're going. And so for me, it's about building this community of chameleons that can come together, that can adapt to change together and help each other through those challenges. I think we've spent too much time. We went into our homes, but more than that, we went back into ourselves and we forgot a little bit about who we are and we came out a little. Feral, <laughs> we came a, a, a little just rough around the edges, and I want people to smooth that back out to really be comfortable in their own skin, to learn from others, and that way change becomes easy. If we're constantly on the defensive, if we're constantly in a negative mm-hmm. mindset we're not going to get there. And so I want people to be ready for the ride and know their destination. And I want to help people do it. I can't do it from my living room either. So I can't wait to be out on the road and seeing people <laughs> in real life.
0: Me too. Me too. I'm excited for you. And and speaking of, we can shift gears in the conversation a little bit because I know that there are a number of authors who are listening and whether they're in the process of writing or uh, hope to write one day and release a book. Um, talk about your experience with this. With this being your second book, and um, you know how you are leveraging this book in your business and in your own growth.
1: Yeah, um, I did my first book in about. Four- four to five months. And I did it all by myself. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, Most of my English teachers told me I was terrible at writing. I write like I talk. And you know, that was not the proper grammar and things I was supposed to be doing. And so when I published the first book, I had no expectations. I was like, we just need to start somewhere. Um, This book, I did it completely different. Because one, I, I learned from having a whole nother year of business, What's the true message? What am I trying to say? And I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote. So I've been writing this book for over a year, and this is going to be a whole platform for really taking things to the next level. And that's it. You have to put yourself out there. Um, in the meantime of writing this nonfiction book, I also started a fiction book <laughs> because sometimes <What>? I just <laughs> need it, just switch my brain a little bit and be creative. And I still felt mm. like writing, but I didn't. I didn't quite have the words for this thing. So don't, don't put yourself in one box. Don't just make it do this one thing. It becomes so much more because that's how you leverage it for the next thing. Don't think that you can only like put yourself in one lane because this book is to give me speaking engagements. It's to uh, you know have me be on podcasts and do my own podcasts. You don't know where it's going to lead. You just have to believe you have the right message. And so my, uh, my advice to other authors is always... Just sit down, write, find a spot, and you will love it.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Such good advice because there's so many people at you know, different stages of this process. So to hear yours, especially how you're using it, is huge. And you're, you're already speaking. Um, you're doing a lot of things around this topic. So that's exciting for sure. So, so exciting. And um, another thing that we can talk about uh, briefly also is um, what else is coming up for you? Um, what other... Um, you know, exciting opportunities, events, things that you that you have going on that you're excited about um, this year and next year because this year will be over before we know it. It's kind of crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah what's what's coming up for you?
1: Yeah, I, I mean I'm I've worked in tech for a long time, right? So for me, working virtually has never been a problem. Um, and it's been fun. But my biggest thing in my career that I always loved was traveling. And and I really, you know, missed that during the pandemic. So I am looking forward of having this amazing balance to be able to do both, to be on the road and do in-person events while also catching up with friends that I have all around the world and then maybe throwing in virtual events at the same time. There's so much variety now that you can then layer your revenue streams and be able to really put yourself out there in lots of different mediums. And so it's just a matter of, again, putting balance in your life. But for me... I feel like I have more fun being in person and I feel like I can connect better with the audience. Um, it is tough to just talk to the camera all the time. And so I would love to see people in person and really hear about their experience as they, they read the book and you know start to go on the scavenger hunt with me through the adventure. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what it is, too, because I've I've got a little sneak peek on the back end here of like all the amazing experiences you're creating based off of uh, of your teaching. It's fun. It's exciting. It's engaging. It's um, literally, I would say, probably one of the best experiences I've seen thus far connected to a book. So you guys are definitely in for a treat. So in for a treat. Yes.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. That's that's very kind of you to say. It, it's a labor of love. It's going to be fun. You know, a lot of these mindset books, they're, it's very heavy. It's very like, let's tear apart all your trauma and put it out on the page. You know, and that's tough. A lot of people just don't want to do that. That's why I go to therapy. This book is going to be, you're going to laugh out loud. I tell some crazy stories of real things that have happened in my life. And I am going to engage you to make up your own new stories. And hopefully they're more funny than <laughs> like painful like some of mine but (laughs) hey life happens how it happens
0: (laughs) I love it exactly exactly well as we start to wrap up Nikki this has been such a good conversation um where do you where can folks reach out to you where can they connect with you um how best can they get in touch with what you have going on
1: yeah, pretty much everywhere you want to find me, I am the Nikki Green, T H E N I K K I Green. And if you go to the NikkiGreen360.com, it'll connect you to whatever the heck I'm doing lately, uh, all my social sites. And uh, you can even send me a text message if you feel like saying hi. So, you know, there you go.
0: <laughs> nice, nice, and uh, and then also too. What would be your you know last parting words of advice uh, for those that are listening in, based on your topic? Anything that you want to share? And then also, I would ask you to sh- to answer this question. I usually a- uh, ask it to different different people who come on, which is what is your one word? If you could leave the world, the planet with one word that came from the Nikki Green, what would that word be?
1: Oh uh, wow, that's a that's a big one. <laughs> Take your time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's probably laugh. I I think when people think of me, when they're around me, I hope that they think of of joy and laughter. I think that I want them to have a good time, even when we're working hard and, (sighs) and I've worked very hard in my life just laugh, laugh and enjoy it. Um, yeah. Uh, I am a super excited about chameleon mindset book. I think it's going to change a lot of things and I hope it really starts to bring people out of their shell and into the world and for us to really make a community and build something exciting. So, uh, I can't wait.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, me too. And I want to acknowledge you because, uh, of course like I mentioned we've been in person, had the opportunity to actually experience you live and in person. And, um, I'm just excited for what you're doing. And, uh, just for this topic in particular, being out in the world in the way that it is, cause like you could (laughs) have went very heavy with the mindset and, and, but it, it would not have fit you. And I just love what you bring, um, to the world and to other people. So thank you. Just want to acknowledge you as well for that. Because I think you're the bomb.com and, uh,
1: And for thank those you. listening in,
0: yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, uh, to this episode and glad you all got to meet Nikki and hear some of the amazing things that she has going on and that's coming up. Um, definitely check out her book. We're going to link everything to, uh, to her in this podcast episode as well. Um, but thanks again for tuning in. And if you are an author and you're interested in learning how you can grow and leverage what you've already created, um, that's what we're here and that's what we're about. So. If you ever need any support, you can always reach out to us and visit us over at authorsleverage.com. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Authors Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.